0: You are listening to the weekly sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church in Canton, South Dakota. We're a church that strives to make disciples of Jesus Christ who make a difference. To learn more, visit us at cantonsdumc.org. And now, here's Pastor Clay. Our scripture this morning comes to us from the Gospel of Luke in chapter 10. I'll be reading verses 1 through 9. And I read from the Good News Translation, which is the same translation as your Pew Bibles. So if you wanted to turn to page 95 in the New Testament of the Pew Bibles and follow along, you'd be more than welcome to do so. Luke tells us that after this, the Lord chose another 72 men and sent them out two by two to go ahead of him to every town and place where he himself was about to go. He said to them, there is a large harvest, but few workers to gather it in. Pray to the owner of the harvest that he will send out workers to gather in his harvest. Go, I am sending you like lambs among wolves." Don't take a purse or a beggar's bag or shoes. Don't stop to greet anyone on the road. Whenever you go into a home, first say, "'Peace be with you in this house.' If a peace-loving man resides there, let your greeting of peace remain on him. If not, take back your greeting of peace. Stay in that same house, eating and drinking whatever they offer you, for a worker should be given his pay. Don't move around from one house to another." Whenever you go into a town and you, are made to, and you are made welcome, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in that town and say to the people that the kingdom of God has come near to you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be holy and acceptable to you. For you, O oh God, are our rock and you are our redeemer. And we give you thanks for who you are as we say together, Amen. So if you would have told me ten years ago that I would be prominently featuring Build Your Kingdom Here in a message, I would have told you that you were crazy. Because ten years ago, I was ready to never sing this song ever again. And the reason why you might ask? is the Dakotas Conference mission trip to Seattle, Washington, that happened in 2013. Um, eight of When I was serving as the associate pastor at Brookings First, eight of my youth, myself, and 117 of my best friends, uh, loaded up into three different charter buses for this week-long trip to Seattle, Um, By the way, on the trip to Seattle, only one of those buses is the bus that we came home with because that's how many mechanical issues we ran into between Sioux Falls and Seattle, Washington. But the first night of worship on this trip, we sang, Build Your Kingdom Here. And to hear 125 people singing that song at the top of their lungs is enough to move even the most stoic person to tears. It is a great song. And if the renditions of Build Your Kingdom Here would have ended in that first worship service, I'm sure it would have been fine. But no, this was the first of many, 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 many renditions of Build Your Kingdom Here. During our morning devotion time on the Seattle mission trip, we sang Build Your Kingdom Here. During evening worship on the Seattle Mission Trip, we sang, Build Your Kingdom Here. During our daily ferry boat rides forth and back across Puget Sound, we sang, Build Your Kingdom Here. It's a great song, but if you hear it enough times, you're ready to not hear it for a very, very long time. I'll tell you that last year, Lindsay and I went to go see Wren Collective in concert, and when Chris Lewin hit that opening chord, my mild annoyance completely melted into worship. It may have taken some time to, to recover from it, but this is an important song for the life of the church. This song was released in 2012 by a band called Wren Collective as a part of a worship album called Homemade Worship for Homemade People. And I just have to tell you that this song took hold in the world of the church. Not just in Seattle, but everywhere. Just to give you a glimpse of the scope of the impact of this song, there is an organization called the Christian Copyright License International, or CCLI, that does research on this, and they compile a list of the top 100 worship songs that churches are using, and this song was on the top 100 of CCLI for a literal decade. It finally fell off of the top 100 this spring of 2023 11 years after the song was released it is a song that has stood the test of time and whether it is because of its fast tempo whether it is because of its musical style whether it is because of the lyrical content it's taken hold and like i said it does remain an important song in the life of the church we are god's church And above all else, we need God's power in us. Amen? Amen. No matter what we want to do, no matter what we want to accomplish, no matter how far we go, we only do it by the power of God in us. That truth remains. Anything that we want to do, anything that we want to accomplish, only happens because of God's power in us if we want to live fully into the calling that God has placed on our lives, it's only by God's power. If you want to reach people for the message of the gospel and build the kingdom, it's by God's power. And this is essentially the message that Jesus gave to 72 apostles in our scripture for this morning. Jesus may have used different words, but it's the same message. By this point in the Gospels, Jesus has already been in the synagogue of Nazareth. Jesus has already proclaimed that the Spirit of the Lord is upon him to proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and to announce that the year of the Lord's favor has come. By this point in the Gospels, Jesus has already assembled twelve disciples who who he has called forth into the world to cast out demons. Demons. By this point in the gospel, Jesus has already performed signs and miracles to prove that he is worth following. But now he is assembling this greater network. Now he is building beyond the 12th. Now he is building to that 13th disciple that Pastor Gene helped us think about last week. Today in our scripture, Jesus calls and commissions 72 to go forth into the world. He commissions 72 to go and to proclaim peace among villages, to spend time in new areas, and to rely on the hospitality of others. Jesus sends these 72 to tell about the difference that Jesus has made in their lives and to pronounce that in Jesus the kingdom of God has come near. And Luke's Gospel tells us that Jesus sent these 72 to places where Jesus was intending to go. But because of how the story of the Gospels is unfolding, because of the tension that is already rising between Jesus and Rome, because of the tension that is already rising between Jesus and the religious leadership, it feels a bit unlikely that Jesus is going to get to every place Jesus intends to go. And so what does Jesus do? What does Jesus do in the midst of that? Rather than leaving these areas with nothing but rumors, Jesus sends ambassadors. Jesus sends people with the pure task of telling and and showing what what the impact of Jesus would be. Jesus sends these 72 into the world to show them what Jesus would do if he was there. But if the 72 are called to proclaim the kingdom, and we place our hope in the idea of God building a kingdom, I think it's a fair question for us to ask, what exactly is the kingdom of God? I think it's fair for us to ask, what does build your kingdom even mean? When we sing those words, what is, their, what is their impact on us? And the reality is, is that if we lived in a monarchy, this would not even be a question. It would just be easier to understand. But we don't. We live in a representative democracy, and in our society, we elect those that have, a power, have authority over us. But in a society with a monarchy, what the king said was law. And there was no room for debate. There was no wiggle room. There was no filibuster. There was only what the king said and nothing else. And the hope and the theory is that a king would rule fairly and justly and with the best interest of people in mind. But as we study history... We realize that that isn't exactly how that works in practice. Except for one place, and that's in the kingdom of God. The kingdom is a place where God is king. And the kingdom of God that Jesus proclaimed, the kingdom of God to which the 72 witnessed, the kingdom of God that we pour our energy into building is a kingdom where God is on the throne as final authority and now and all time. And God is a king who rules justly, who rules fairly, who rules with people's best interest at heart. In a sermon about the nature of the kingdom of God, John Wesley put it this way, the kingdom of God is not meat or drink or any other exterior good or outward thing. That the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. And John Wesley went on to say this, Before ye give any place to any other thought or care, let it be your concern that God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, may reign in your heart, manifest himself in your soul, and dwell and live therein. Living a life with God as king, living a life as a citizen of the kingdom of God, is a life that is different. A life with reordered priorities. A life that seeks God and God alone above all else. And it means inviting others to experience this same transformational love. It means building the kingdom here. Living as a citizen of the kingdom of God means living a witness of faithfulness to all people, including Riley, whose baptism we just celebrated, her baptism into this kingdom. Living as a citizen of the kingdom of God is living so that Riley and everyone else may sing a song of hope and a song of expectation and really even a song of responsibility. But it will not always be easy. Building the kingdom of God is not easy. It's not easy to live with someone else's king. It's not easy to pray, Thy will be done when we are just fine with my will being done. It's hard to live in a kingdom that reorders our priorities and includes those that we would rather leave out. It is hard to live in a kingdom that says, knock the dust off of your feet, when we would just so much rather hold grudges. It's easier that way. Building the kingdom of God is not easy. It's not easy because of us stuff, but it's also not easy because of outside stuff. Building the kingdom of God is not easy because there are those that do not want the kingdom of God built. There are those that are just fine living in a kingdom that they have built, and they see no need of another kingdom. There are those who are skeptical of this kingdom that we want to build. And there are those that would even just see this kingdom fall rather than be built stronger. Jesus knew this. More than that, Jesus lived this. More than that, there's a reason why Jesus issued words of caution alongside words of commission. In Luke chapter 10, verse 3, Jesus said, Go, but just know that I'm sending you as a lamb among wolves, which usually doesn't end very well for the lambs. But did you notice that it doesn't stop him from giving those words of commission? It doesn't stop him from sending the twelve disciples. It doesn't stop him from sending the thirteenth disciple, which is all of us. It does not stop us from following in the footsteps of those who have gone before us, and it does not stop us when we face harm firsthand. In the same place in the same way that we did on that mission trip to Seattle. And come to think of it, maybe that's why we sang that song so often. Maybe we needed that reminder of why we were doing what we were doing. Maybe you're here today, and you need that reminder of why we're doing what we're doing. Maybe we need that reminder to keep singing. Awake the kingdom seed in us, fill us with the strength and love of Christ. We are the church, we are the hope Honor. Would you pray with me? Living and reigning Christ, we give you thanks for who you are. And we give you thanks for the kingdom that you proclaimed. And we give you thanks for your challenge to us that we should live in this kingdom. We thank you for those that have been kingdom builders around us, for experiences that have led us to a a conviction that your kingdom is good and right and true and should stand until the end of time. And inspire us this day. Empower us this day to live a witness to your kingdom so that it is built, that it is strengthened, that it is fortified by our work in this world in your name. We love you, we serve you, it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church. Join us in person or online at 10 o'clock every Sunday morning for worship. And now go in peace. And serve the Lord. I want to encourage you after the message to head over to our YouTube channel and click the subscribe button. Over on YouTube you will find videos of our entire worship service, a video cast of our weekly cut-for-time conversation with Pastor Clay and Eric, songs from our praise band One Way Up, and a bunch of other great things as well. Just search for Canton United Methodist Church. It would mean a lot to have you subscribe.